Okay, this is Alejandro Aguilar. If you hear Arsenal winning, that's fake news. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Hate to say it, but that's uh, that's the truth. It was fake news. You guys uh, no do so good. Uh, we no do so good. No, me no, no me no do so good neither. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yours no. was arguably worse than mine, though. Yeah, but uh, you know we have all <laughs> these things to talk about, but all we're going to be able to possess, all that, all that we're going to obsess over, is talking about what a shit show Manchester United is yet again. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my esteemed co-host, Samuel Graham. Sammy, besides being pissed at your team, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. Yeah? Thank Good. you. Other than that, the rest of the weekend worked out in my favor. Yeah, cl- clearly just... it did. <laughs> clearly it did. Just put it that way. I, I, I hear you. So um, we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital, and uh, you can check us out on most podcast platforms, including uh, Radio... Wow. Hey, we're just going to go ahead okay, and get started right now with the shots, because I can't wait Ooh. at all. I am so I'm... freaking impatient at the villa. Wow, it's I like our rager ripping out of her pants. She it can't, is. She can't hold off, can she, huh? Well, I guess yeah, I'll four do shots it. coming, baby. I guess There's I'll do mine, too. The first Cheers one. to you, sir. Cheers. I guess I'll have mine also. Yeah. Up the fucking villa. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Now you can start the show. Mm. Mm. Oh. Wow, it's bad. Okay. Uh, it's so- still bad. So, uh, as I said, Studio H, check us out on all the podcast platforms, including now Radio Public, as we just keep finding podcast platforms to be on. We just keep posting. Yeah, iHeartRadio in the last few weeks, YouTube, Yep, uh, still on Stitcher, still on Apple Pod, Google Play, all the usual. Spotify, all the good stuff. Spotify, yeah. I can't even keep track of what we're on now. uh, Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Sure, slide in the DMs, uh, at DU Football Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, We love talking to people during games and everything. Uh, and then we also take your email questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, uh, and all the like at dfootballshow at gmail.com. Very good. And God damn, that tastes like shit. Yeah. Uh, Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Samuel Graham, what are we sipping on tonight? Uh, we have Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Malt Whiskey. Uh, which the difference between this and your regular Woodford Reserve bourbon is this one is made from mostly malted barley, uh, but being a Kentucky straight, which isn't necessarily a real category, all that they called it that because, um, excuse me, they added a little bit of rye and a little bit of corn in there for some sweetness, yeah, uh, to kind of balance out the uh, the malted barley. It's gonna uh, come in at ninety point four proof uh, and thirty three ninety nine to thirty nine ninety nine on the shelf. Got to uh, tell you, Sam, I am a huge Woodford fan. You know that. I've I do know that. Drinking Woodford since 1996 in its inception, and have been a fan of it my whole life. I drank it before I sold it, when I sold it, and even today after I sell it, I still drink it. And uh, this one leaves a little to be desired, to be quite honest. I was a little disappointed in this one. Can I just point out that in 1996 I was 10? Yeah. Well, thanks, Dick. Appreciate it. <laughs> what is this bag on you fucking Houston Day? Is that no, how this is going to go? Just. But, you know, just, kick just, a man while he's down. Yeah, yeah precisely. Hey, wait. <laughs> I was also 10. <laughs> I'm very young. <laughs> but she also wasn't 10. She That's was considerably older. She yes. was in college. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just lying to you, Graham. Yeah, uh, I figured. No, I, uh, I, it's go the full nine, be a single malt, right? So 
if you see the word single malt, and we've talked about this before, it's more notably with uh, with Scottish whiskey and Irish whiskey, but single malt means 100% barley. And I figure... Yeah, a single malting yeah. of barley, usually right. meaning just at one distillery or, or one Precisely. malt process. And um, there's enough uh, American houses now that are making American single malts and making it their own. Um and I'm I'm gonna drink it because uh, clearly I need something to get rid of the taste of the fucking malort that is permeating my uh, mouth right now. But uh, you know, Woody, I expect a little more from you guys. Give me give me give me better next time. So, all right, Sammy, all right. let's have a good show. Let's do it. Wow, we are not good on the clinking tonight. No. But then of course we're kind of useless too, you know. Yeah. All righty. I don't know how we could do anything after that. First of Lord of Sorry. the season. Oh. I've got I've got three more to fucking do, Dick. Three more. Thanks for <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. Best no fucking ever. mute button. Mute button. Hit the fucking mute button right now. You get your moments here and there, but you settle the fuck down. All right. Um hate to admit it, Sam. Three games in. We already know it's a fucking two horse race. Yeah. It's uh Liverpool three, Arsenal one, Manchester City three, Bournemouth one. Well, if the game ended at forty minutes, we'd have got a draw. Uh you know, <laughs> I I really expected more of a match out of your team. And frankly, when Liverpool finally scored and made it one nothing, it was, okay, well, they finally scored because they should have scored before it felt like. They so, had so should complete we, though. control. We should have also. Nicolas Pepe had two or three chances that weren't even good shots, I mean, on the end of them. And then Aubameyang had another chance later in the game um, with like a little dink over after Adrian decided to go on a 35-yard sprint for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was more classic Adrian bullshit. Um, but really, for, for me, the first 40 minutes was good. I, I, I know my bet of the week last week was Arsenal to win. I just saw the way Southampton got after Liverpool, but it had to have just been the trip to Istanbul. Yeah, it had to be. It had after to be a hangover. After the full week of rest, <laughs> they came out for firing. Yeah. Um, one positive um, from it, though, Nicolas Pepe. Uh, first player to dribble past, uh, successfully dribble past Virgil van Dyke in a year and a half. He's got some pace. Oh, yeah. That but kid's got some real pace. Downside, he's very one-footed. <laughs> I could, yeah. I only saw him maybe take seven or eight touches with his right foot, You know, he's he's like the trope in the movies um, that do, like, football teams. You know, the receiver that runs really, really fast but can't catch the ball at all? Yeah. That, that is, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow, look at him shoot right past all the defenders and then kick it <laughs> Little, off the post or little grass cutter, yeah, kick, just pulls a nuclear hits the mascot. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just like, yeah. you're like, oh wow, you can't well, finish, isn't I mean, that sweet? I think he just needs to settle in, honestly. Um, I know it's a to big be expected. His, his first start was that big of a match at Anfield, a very intimidating atmosphere, all that kind of stuff. It's to be expected, he'll need some time. And remember, I told you last, last year, I know the French league isn't the greatest, but it is one of the top five leagues in Europe. He was the only player other than Lionel Messi to have over 20 and 10 uh, in all competitions last year. Yeah, um, he's got to play his way into the league. Just yeah, like so. Danny Ceballos didn't have that great of a game. He looked really great la against Burnley and then... It looked like th absolute shit. Uh, again, Gave the ball away, looked timid. Yeah. New, new player working mm -hmm. into a new system. It's going to take time. Yep. But if ever there was an opportunity for you guys as a squad to make a statement, to make an answer, to say, we're here to challenge top four, 
you didn't fucking make it this weekend. No, we we definitely didn't. Like I said, the first forty minutes for me was good, and I and I, from us, I mean, we we did create some chances, um, but we also gave up a few chances, um, and then basically they scored, and I think the 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 uh, time difference was seventeen minutes from first to third goal. Right. Just before halftime, obviously at halftime, and then, and then within the first points. twelve minutes of the second half. Uh, they were three 0 up, and that's what Liverpool does to you. They kind of lull you into f- a, a, a false sense of security, and then in a flash, the game's gone. Yeah, you know, it's there's, over. there's not a whole lot you can do. Um, possession was almost even um, overall. They they did edge us a little bit, but possession was almost even. Only a couple of points differential. Um, corners almost even, and shots on target were actually almost even. Uh, I think they only had one more shot on target than we did. Right um, now, they overall. <laughs> Uh, shot the ball 17 times more than we did, but in terms of being on target, I think it was seven to six. Yeah, you know, so there there were some positives to take from it. Um, David Luiz, David Luiz, Luiz, some David Luiz shit. David Luiz is well, David Luiz yeah. is what I wrote yep. right here on the notes. It's, so you know what you've he he is a very good defender. He, he's he's certainly a top club level defender, but there's a reason why he was getting benched at Chelsea. There's a reason why he got kind of they didn't put up a fight when he left to go to PSG the first time. PSG didn't really put up a fight when he left to go back to Chelsea and Chelsea didn't really put up a fight this time when they sold him to you. He is prone to monster gaffes yeah and you gotta figure you're gonna see at least five of them in a season probably he's, you know he's he's gonna have a game where he i frankly cost you the game because i i felt most of this was on him well th- i mean that being said the um he's better mustafi which is all i asked for yeah so yeah. you have the pace of alba laka and pepe even more so than the 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 aforementioned um, and he's a ball-playing center half that has... I mean, how many times did you see the David Luiz to Eden Hazard running down the wing? Right. That's what Emery's looking for. And that's he's, what you got He's already for. said that to him, yeah. Um, and especially... I mean, the, the penalty... It's a penalty, don't get me wrong. Mo Salah said afterwards publicly, I didn't even feel him grab me. I mean, his shirt was a good foot off of his body. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, that, it happens. And it's a definite pen. I have no problem with that. What I want to know is why... The um, America Laporte being held by the Spurs player wasn't a penalty, and the ball hitting his arm. Gabriel Jesus scored last week, and then it, nothing happened. That's uh, something we'll kind of get into throughout the show. Here is clearly VAR is not so black and white. I just have one thing to say about it. Molyneux, you said that very well. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very poignant. It was uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, the Molyneux in full voice there, <laughs> um, <laughs> which uh, echoes the sentiments of every football fan, I think, so far this season. Yeah, well, I there's unfortunately, there's just talking points about VAR throughout, and um, I don't want to turn our show into the bitch about VAR show, because that's kind of what everybody's doing. So, But let it be said, there certainly is inconsistencies in it all. Um Absolutely. Salah gets the gets the brace, scores a couple of goals. Matip has really seemed to find his place yeah. now that he's got a little the bit. quality of Van Dyke next I, to I'd him. I'd worry about Joe Gomez getting back into the team. At I the would worry about that as um, well. I did just want to say David Luiz really didn't have a choice on the third goal. 
I know Mo Salah skipped past him pretty easily. He fouls him. He's out of the game. Exactly. He was he already. Fouls him, he was it's a red. He was he's already gone. on the yellow, and I think he made a decision that hopefully he would have some help, some cover, and decided not to take him out because he could have. I would have, but being down to ten men, you would have seen a similar score to last year. It, it being five six one. And the way uh, uh, David Luiz fouls people, not to say that it's dirty. He just he fouls to foul. You when he makes a oh, you foul, know he hits you. You're on the ground. Well, at that point, you're already sitting on a yellow. Maybe it's not a second yellow. Maybe it's a straightaway red, and then he's missing three games instead of right. one game. So exactly. At that point, referee you, could interpret he was the last defender. I mean, gotta, there was no one really close. You step in the way a little bit. You hope you slow him down. You hope that right. your your guys come back and help cover you. But you can't put yourself in that situation yeah. because you really screw your team more than anything and else. And what I've noticed from a couple of the pundits so far uh, yesterday and today um, – yeah, yesterday and today, uh, on some of the various shows that I listen to, nobody's really talking about the fact that he was already on a yellow and had to pull out of that challenge. Right. <laughs> like, it just, that's a factor. Players think about that. Y- you have to think about right. that. And at that point, you know, sure, it might be 3 0, but you got 30 minutes left in the game, 33 minutes left in the game. You may still have a chance. If you're down to 10 men and 3 0 down, there's no fucking way you're getting back into that. Yeah. So, uh, on so I think it was a calculated risk and it short fucked up, but yeah. you know, at least we had all eleven players on the field. Right. Well, and you know, angry Uruguayan gets you a goal there at the end too, which is always nice to see. Um, Devin Luiz is uh, decent feet from him too. Devin Luiz is a kid brother. Uh, sure does like to uh, cough up the ball in front of the defense quite a bit, doesn't he? Um, he's still young, also still yeah. only nineteen, maybe I, just turned twenty. But yeah, he uh, he gives the ball up a bad spot sometimes. It's probably it's probably time for more Terrera, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would also shift. I mean, you, don't us. Want, you don't want to kill. You don't want to kill the kid's confidence because there's a lot of talent there. But you also can't afford to have. Like you, you do that against teams like City. You do that against teams like Spurs or Liverpool. They're going to make you pay. You're you're very lucky that Liverpool didn't make you pay. Right on that. Um, I also think just bringing it back to David Luiz. I think David Luiz is better in a three. And we oh, play yeah. we played a four three three, and I didn't really care for Ceballos out on the wing either. Yeah, you He's want Ceballos I want the strikers. In, I want him in the middle pulling the strings. Yeah. With somebody next to him that's more defensive minded. Like you said, he reminds you a lot of Santi Cazorla. Yeah. That's where Santi is was exactly. his most his most powerful was being behind the strikers, just feeding them kind of probing balls to attack a defense. Exactly. On. And as good as he played last week, I'd be worried. I know you can't set up the same way every week, especially from Burnley to Liverpool. I don't think this was the game to necessarily experiment in, if you will. Yeah. Obviously. So um moving on to City Bournemouth. Um Aguero and Sterling are just scoring for fun right now. I mean, that's pretty much all I really have to say about that game. Yeah, with, I did, with ease. I did want to say um, that you have on the running order about uh, America Laporte being the only solid central defender that they had. I was going to get to that next. Uh, yeah. Well, you said that was the only thing you had to say. I would. I wait for you to talk, <laughs> and then I throw questions at you. I make so, it sound like I only have one thought. So here's my thing. Follow um, my lead, killer. Bournemouth started well. Uh, they had the first sight of I'm goal. I'm driving the fucking bus. But they actually had more shots You're the on drunk target paper uh, than City. Uh, uh, they actually had more shots ah, on target to than fuck City. Um, but they only had 26% of the ball. Yeah. So the chances, they, they created a bunch of chances despite not having anything. And that comes from counterattacking. I mean, granted, City's pushing high up the pitch and everything else, but you can't do that with just Laporte and Otamendi. So Otamendi's trash. Otamendi so, makes a lot of mistakes if you oh put yeah. Stones in. Stones makes a lot of mistakes. It's 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 only Laporte. And that, that defense can be had 
that defense can definitely be had. Now, Rodri's going to help make up for a lot of mistakes as a defensive midfielder because he just covers so much ground. And then when you need him, you have Fernandinho still, who, let's face it, is probably one of the best five defensive midfielders in the world. It's just his age. He's just old. His age, yeah. yeah. Just his body starting to (coughs) tell him to hang it up. Just it was a a, a bit... the, The... the defensive gaffes are a bit startling right now out of City. I feel like City could be had more than Liverpool could be had currently. Do you think that was a red card on Ederson when he came out to challenge uh, Callum Wilson? Now, the ball was running away from goal, but he caught him around his hip. Yeah. And the ball was like a good two yards gone. Yeah. He had time to stop and pull out of it. Yeah, I, I think he did. And he chose not to. Do you think that's a red for a deliberate foul endangering the welfare of another player hitting him that high around the hip? Now, granted, uh, it wasn't with his studs or anything, but it was I, a I th- terrible tackle. I think if it's a field player, it's a red. I think because it's a goalie, they get away with it a little bit. Right. And it's—I mean, I—it's that's not to say that it's fair, but that's just kind of the way it you know, is. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, also, don't want to let this go without mentioning uh, Harry Wilson's goal. That was a gorgeous oh. goal. That was beautiful, right up in the upper nineties. We oh, had yeah. a bunch it, of just, just like last week. Inside of the post. Last week we had a bunch of screamers. This week we had a bunch of screamers too. Oh, yeah. th- this is going to be a great season. Goals. This is going to be a great season if this keeps up. So there's a ton of season left. Um, tell me why it's not City and Liverpool. Make make an argument for somebody else because I don't see it. I I can't. It is City and Liverpool. <laughs> I can't make another argument. Up and down for the rest of the top six. Crystal Palace 2, Manchester United 1, Newcastle 1, Tottenham 0. Allen is fucking burning London down currently. And Chelsea <laughs> 3, Norwich 2. I say I almost felt guilty having my Malort out of the Newcastle Cup after they did me a huge solid this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yes, boys and girls, our uh, two castle friend, uh, Allen, was... Uh, <laughs> two castle. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the gift that keeps on giving. It is. Was uh, was actually at White Hart Lane for the uh, Newcastle victory this weekend, which was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh-oh, I see another shot being poured. Oh. Well, I just figure in honor of Allen's win... You, he would appreciate it if you did a shot for Everton's loss. Yeah, it is Mike Ashley in a bottle I'm drinking there, so why not? <laughs> oh, I poured a little too much. I'll I, be nice. I don't on. care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm a grown boy. Give me the goddamn shot. I'm a Sorry, grown, Ross. I'm a Here grown boy. Shot number two. Shot, 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 That's fucking gross. I know, I know. Hit the fucking mute button. You know, and it's fitting because we're getting ready to go into, we should be talking about Palace. We should be talking about how that it was a great win and a historic win. It's been 30-some-odd years, I believe, since they've won at, at, uh, Old, Trafford, at yeah. Old Trafford. Now, remember and, last season, they won on the blue side of Manchester. Yes. Uh, now, quite spectacularly also. Now, now, that's what we should be talking about, but we can't. Why? Because Manchester United's a fucking shit show, and we have to talk about that fucking useless shit show that is Manchester United. Uh, ready for it? Sure. PKs, still an issue. Pogba, still an issue. De Gea, still an issue. Defense, still an issue. Sounds like a fucking broken record. Lindelof is a soft. <sighs> soft as a pie. Jesus. 
terrible. That was uh, it was a terrible 50-50 ball. As, as a center yeah. as a center defender, you That's win. Horrible. You win that ball. How and do Jeff, you let and them Jeff get Schlipp by you? Jeff isn't that even easy. like super tall. Yeah, he's a, like a slight guy. He's a yeah. fast guy. You uh-huh. you are a center back, and you let a winger freaking beat you out for a head ball. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but then also, Juan Basak and Harry Maguire were out of position. Yep, which allowed Jordan Ayew to sneak through and collect that flick. And sure, he fired in well, but. Shouldn't should never have gotten to that point. It should have just been headed straight back where it came from by uh, by Lindelof, and I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, you know, I I I do want to say this positive about Palace because again we talk about this when we did this last season. Let's actually talk about the team who fucking won the game. What Palace did was masterful. They manued manu at Old Trafford. They had them frustrated, annoyed. They were countering them. They were beating them up, pushing them all over they the field. They dominated the ball Manchester United and only managed three shots on target. And United looked shook. Oh, yeah. United looked flat-out shook. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, <laughs> nothing really happened the rest of the game. <laughs> 89 minutes in, Daniel James scored. Which Paul Pogba created that goal, but he was largely anonymous through the rest of the game. Exactly what I was going to bring up. He creates that goal. He loses the ball. He valiantly gets back, makes a tackle, takes the ball, gets the gets the pass in that creates the goal for Daniel James. Gorgeous shot by oh him, too. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I just mean, a lovely floated effort. It's it's the ones we talk about where if you literally just put the ball in your hand and walk towards the corner of the yeah. goal and put it up there I nice mean, and... like That's one of those ones where the goalie just watches and goes, oh, except, fuck. Except De Gea was at full stretch. Yeah. Much like Ederson was for uh, yeah. for uh, Harry Wilson. And just float were, it right in. Yeah, except... Um, Daniel James was from open play. Harry Wilson's was a free kick. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they were essentially... You couldn't hold him up into that corner any yeah, better. Just they floated floated right up there. Fantastic. And it and it looks slow enough that it's like, oh yeah, uh, the goalie uh, should get to it. No, no, nah, no, uh-uh. you're not. A very mature goal from a very young player, too, on a massive <laughs> stage but, being at Old Trafford. But then later on, the next the next goal that that um that that Palace scores. Sorry about that. I got all flustered for a second. The next it's the fucking Malort getting to me. So the next goal that that Palace scores is Pogba's dribbling the ball, gets on a 50-50 ball, falls down, looks for the call, the and the sa- ball's going in the other direction. The same thing that happened for the other goal, essentially. He lost, the, but here's the two sides of Paul Pogba. The, for, for Daniel James's goal, he lost the ball, hustled back, won it back, probing pass, moved, received, it, uh, received the ball back, I uh, think from Rashford, yeah. passed it over to Daniel James, Daniel James scores, Yeah, right? This time... Six minutes later, whatever it was, because I think it was the 90-plus four minute. Laying on his belly. Lost the ball. Looking behind Fell him. over. Stayed down looking for the call, which it wasn't. Yeah. The tackle won the ball. It was a 50-50 ball. Nope. He took it right off his foot. But then, not even just that. Palace broke far too easily, uh, and they just kept, the defense just kept falling off and falling off and falling off, and Wilfred Zaha running straight at you picked out, um, was it Van Arnholt? And Van Arnholt beats De Gea at his near post, hits him twice on the way through. That was like what the awful. Fuck is, and it wasn't even like awful a, goaltending. Well, versus like Jamie Vardy's near poster, which you can't blame uh, the other goalkeeper on in that game, which we'll talk about later. Rifled the thing. Yeah, absolutely fucking killed it. This was a comfortable save. It was a very comfortable save. And De Gea save. fucked it up. Yeah. So straight through the team, they lack character. 
There's no spine. Daniel James is over celebrating his equalizer. It's a fucking draw against Crystal Palace at home. Don't be excited what are you, about what it. What are you happy about? I know you're young, but you've already scored a goal this season. Yeah, your it first doesn't matter. Done. Yeah, you should be matter. getting the ball out of the back of net and taking it to midfield to restart play and try to nab the winner before fucking 95 minutes goes. Because you're Manchester United you're and Manchester that's what you normally United. do. Yeah, <laughs> That's how no, you normally play games. Nah, you know what? I'm going to celebrate an equalizer against a shit team and then I'll just piss the game away. Yeah. I uh, just... <laughs> really, really terrible. So um, going into uh, to Newcastle and uh, Spurs, I, just when you think, okay, Spurs draw City. Spurs are going to be one of the contenders. Spurs are going to be there, right? Then they host a team that doesn't have it together, who just got beat badly the week before, and they lose to him at fucking home. Like, not a game they should have lost. Just not a game they should have lost. It, it's it it's it's amazing. You want a couple stats? Yeah, go ahead. Eighty percent of the ball, they managed just two shots on target. One of them was excellent, and Debravka saved very well. Oh, Debravka is a hell of a keeper. But that's it. Eighty percent of the ball, two shots on target, and Newcastle did change it up from the first couple of games, uh, going back to a back five. Um, Longstaff in the lineup too made Ooh, a huge difference. Longstaff forced Lloris into a great save. Shouldn't have. Um, he should have passed square. He had two players wide open, both behind the ball, and he didn't get it around the uh, the last defender. Decided right. to take it on himself. But um, but yeah, they Newcastle, you know, looked like under Benitez. See yep. how long it lasts. Steve Bruce usually isn't that organized. Also heard a funny thing uh, before kickoff, half hour before kickoff, uh, he was seen watching the cricket. Yes, yes, I heard that too. Yep. Well, you know, got to root for your countrymen, right? I guess. Yeah. Thirty <laughs> whatever, minutes before you take one of the top three teams in the country, supposedly. What, whatever it you just takes lost to, to Newcastle. Whatever, you can whatever no it longer takes call to call yourselves. <laughs> right? No, you're not allowed the, to. No, you're not a top three. Yeah, I'd say I didn't just doubted everything I thought about you guys. I mean, I, I you've heard me this whole summer going, ah, uh, don't look now. This team could be there. This team could be in second. This team could, this team could win the. No, no, no. Nope. They're comfortably in third, well behind the uh, top two teams, very easily. Yeah, very easily. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Mister Linton, comma Joel, uh, with a good goal. Mm-hmm. Great movement. Uh, I think more of a screw up from uh, Davidson Sanchez. To be honest with you, kind of switched off and drifted into no man's land, and gave uh, Jolinton a um, the space in behind, uh, and he took full advantage of it. Yeah, very much so. The um, yep. now this game was uh, officiated by. Uh, Good old uh, Mike Dino, Tottenham supporter. Yes, Mike Dean. Um, <laughs> He's not now. Why? Why I bring that up is is Dean's the kind of a ref that likes to let the game play, which means he's not going to blow his whistle very often. Right. Which which means VAR basically rendered useless. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder, you know, because in this game <clears throat> you had a bunch of different situations where it was. This ref, our producer, is taking 2,500 fucking selfies of herself, and it's complete. No, mute button. Not allowed to talk. Shut up. You're done. I was going to say, what I love is he's grinning in the background. Uh, I've been watching you take selfies for the last three minutes. Um, the <laughs> w- w- what, what happens, though, is, is that VAR is only going to reverse a call if it is blatantly a mistake by the referee, right? So if the well, ref is doesn't make mistakes. So if the ref isn't blowing the whistle, what aren't they going to do? 
when they review a, when they review a potential penalty. They're not going to reverse it because they're not going to make the ref look dumb. That's the they Especially pretty much just, Mike Dean, who loves being the center of attention. So now do you have to worry about the type of ref you have? Of if course. you know it's going to be a ref that's going to blow the like whistle, you, you have to start worrying that if you foul anybody in the box and you know the ref is going to call it, you know it's not going to get reversed and it's going to be a penalty. It's or subsequently yes. You're, if you know the ref isn't going to blow the whistle, you can foul harder because you know it's not going to get called. Well, the same thing. It's just like worrying about who's the one on the screen. It's got to be black and white. This is way too, way too much gray, way too open for. It's more gray than there was before when we just relied on their eyes. It, it, except, <laughs> except for when it comes to the actual rule. Then the rule is black and white. But the interpretation or lead up to it is completely. Yep. It all depends. It just, you know, it's it's going to be Sterling is off by a shoulder, but um, Mo Salah's left on by a foot by by his back foot trailing. Like it's just that's what this is going to become, and it's going to be David Luiz getting called for a penalty. But uh, it's going to make matters worse. Not it's going to yeah. make ma- it's going to make make matters worse. It it's clearly has. Yeah, it just it's going to make matters worse. So um, now one of the teams finally uh, did something. Uh, Chelsea beat uh, Norwich but we also kind of assumed last week we said I you know they're going to be an exciting team the Canaries but I have a feeling they're going to lose a lot of games you know three to two four to three because they're going to score a lot but they're going to give up a lot of goals too yeah I mean it was end-to-end stuff this game was very entertaining I thought it was great Chelsea did look much better going forward uh, but they're still very soft at the back um, Pookie again getting a goal, uh, and then finally someone else scored for Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> See, someone was, else can do it. <laughs> but it was assisted by Timo Pookie. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd, I would have, you guys told me it was a very entertaining game, and I would have liked to have watched it, but after uh, Everton lost to uh, Villa on Friday, I decided to drink all the whiskey in the city of Annapolis, so I didn't wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning to watch this one. I, uh, I, I woke up and watched the 10 o'clock games. It happens to the best of us. Um <laughs> For all their good work at the uh, and promise in the opening couple of games of the season, Mason Mountain uh, uh, got his goal, and uh, Tammy Abraham scored uh, yeah. twice as well. I saw Abraham got two. Yeah, all three goals were very good, um, and that just that basically did the business for Chelsea. Um, but this is what they're going to be all season. I mean, until they, you know, get this new system uh, and with the players that they have, you know together because they did blood in a lot of players that have played at other clubs yeah. for a long time kurt zuma with you guys with stoke yep. um tammy abraham with villa and a couple other loan moves mason mount mason, with derby mason mount with derby county and a yep. couple other loan moves now he's probably looks like he, he fits in the best because he played under frank lampard last season right so he knows the system so he knows the system but you've got all these other players and then christensen just isn't he's just not um rudiger yeah, do you? He's think, just not a good of a player. <laughs> do you think it's going to be Rudiger Zuma, or do you think it's going to be Rudiger Christensen? I think it's going to. I think he's going to give him every chance, Zuma, every chance to prove himself, and, and he deserves it. He's it, he is actually a hell of a back. Eventually, I think it may be if these types of things continue to happen. Eventually, it's going to be Rudiger and um, and Christensen. Okay, but Rudiger's vastly experienced and could calm Zuma down and cover. You know, if he's pushing to he'll rein him in a bit hey asshole come back where are you going right you know what have you i think having which that, michael king did a great job of right. doing for everton last year i think having a, a quality experienced player back there will will really and a leader will really 
set them straight. And that that's kind of why I was I found very weird the Gary, uh, Gary Cahill transfer. Yeah, so yeah, because why not keep him? The old head in the back line. Why not to, keep him? Yeah, he just helps. He helps solidify the team. You know, I it just. I mean, I guess it's because. I mean, he wants to play week in, week out. I get it, but and with Palace, he will. Yeah, yeah he'll, you, he'll start you, every week. You kind of need that level-headed old guy in the, you know, to to calm yeah, you down. And then they got rid of David Luiz, who I mean, isn't the most level-headed person in the world, but at least but he's, he's an old head. He's experienced. Could, yeah, yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, it's so so. Looking at the the rest of the teams, and we throw your your team in there too, even though we talked about you in the first segment. Um, of those remainder of the top six, like. You feel some confidence in in Tottenham probably being third, but those three teams, any one of them could possibly be fourth. Any one of them could possibly be eighth or ninth. There's no reason to not think that all the teams that were sixth, I mean seventh through tenth last year, can't think to themselves legitimately, we could come in fourth. We could think about that about Watford, though. Yeah, uh, no. Their poor start to the season. I think they're already out of contention. Yeah, but but uh, Watford um, was eleventh. But but West Ham, they've improved their team. They've mm-hmm. they've gotten. Why can't they? And they've got a they've got a world class coach. Why can't they think? Hey, we could no, maybe be fourth or fifth. It's definitely possible. Why yeah. the way Leicester started? Why can't Leicester think that way? Why can't Wolves think that way? Why can't Everton think that way? They they've all got the talent to do it. And let's face it. Your team can't defend. Man United is an absolute shit show, and Chelsea is going to be a fucking up and down all all season. Why can't any one of those four hey. teams overtake somebody? Hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we opened up with an away clean sheet. Yeah. at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 keep telling yourself whatever you need to tell yourself about your defense, there, buddy boy. <laughs> Finishing up the rest of the week's games in... Oh, so that happened. Wolverhampton 1, Burnley 1, West Ham 3, Watford 1, Leicester City 2, Sheffield United 1, Southampton 2, Brighton 0, Aston Villa 2, Everton 0. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the first game there, uh, Wolverhampton and uh, Burnley, Sammy, because we really don't need to worry about that last one all that much, do we now? Um, just uh, oh, we do. We'll just, get there, though. Yeah, I hear you. We'll get there. Um... <laughs> Wolves start the season with three straight draws. This, this when when Wolves finish in ninth and not in a European spot, this will be why. Yep, w- absolutely. W- Same thing with Watford. W- welcome to playing European football, guys. One hundred percent. You're absolutely right. And it, again, Nuno Spirito Santo loves working with a, a, a small squad, right? But it's too small. Just like Burnley's last you, season. You've played You're, eight games since uh, late July. Exactly. They just happen to have a better quality of player than Burnley has right. overall. And where a lot of these games are, are, are being rescued where Burnley was losing them last season, uh, in my opinion, at least. Um, Ashley Barnes took a break from kissing men Ooh. and <laughs> caressed that ball into the far stick. Oh. Absolutely brilliant on 13 minutes there. Four um, goals so far in three matches for him. Yep. Looking good. Uh-huh. That's, that's exactly what you you you. Let that guy score you fifteen to eighteen, Burnley, and watch yourself be in tenth place. Yeah, man. You know? Absolutely. You know, all those pressures of of you know that the LGBTQ community faces on a regular basis. Now that there's more acceptance, he's look at him. He's banging the goals in. <laughs> <laughs> He'll kiss all the men. <laughs> all the men's. Uh, he's a uh, new age Freddie Mercury, um, without the mustache. Heard. Uh, and then nothing happened until the ninety seventh minute, where again. VAR rears its Fucking ugly head 
obnoxious. I I, okay. I don't think that I on sec. This is where it actually worked though. I don't think before that would have been called. Oh God, no! There's no reason it should have been called. No, but he did catch his foot. He did impede him, and he he took his plant foot. Uh, felt, was it, it, felt more, it felt more like a 50-50 ball that one guy was there a half a second late. Right. I, I think... I think But a half a second late, you look at Ederson, could have been a red card. And if VAR didn't exist and that and that play had happened, we would be sitting here talking about, well, yeah, the ref puts the whistle in the pocket at that point of time in the game. He doesn't blow the... You know, but, but then if that's... Mike Dean refing the game, then that call doesn't get called. What if potentially? Yeah. What, what if that was City Liverpool and that decides the right. title? Exactly. That is inherently the problem right now with Correct. VAR is that there there is going to be no consistency when there's no consistency between refs. Exactly. Um, and again, just the theme of the weekend. My final point on this game: uh, Burnley got doubled up on possession and managed more shots on target. Burnley's back uh, than Wolves. Burnley's back to being Burnley. Yeah, where this is this is the club we knew two years ago. This this club is going to be perfectly fine. They're going to lose some. They're going to win some. They're all going to be one nothing scores or one one draws. But they're all going to be work hard, blood, sweat, and tears. You know the real people's team. Kick, kick ass! Oh fuck you! <laughs> kick ass, kick ass defense. Really good goalkeeper. I purposely didn't write that in my notes, so you didn't know it was coming. Oh, that's cute. You think I read your notes? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sad Seb- again. Sebastian uh, Allaire gets uh, gets the brace. Yep. Um, and the second one was pretty damn good. Uh, here comes the hammers. Yep. Like this is this was the team we expected to see. They're they're going to be a good little team. That's Absolutely. What we should expect. And a uh, 63-year-old Mark Noble had a quality penalty <laughs> to start that off. Yes, also. he did. Uh, another uh instance of good VARing. Yep. Um put West Ham up 1-0. Uh De La Feu should have done better with his chance. Uh, hit the crossbar. Um Andre Gray actually scored and Will Hughes had a chance uh before I lay second. Um, he's he's had a terrible start to the season yep. for he being did, he a hell of have, a player. Yeah, he did have the assist, but he's normally a lot better than that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 heard dropped, an, I dropped him from my fantasy team. Yep. I had him on there because if I thought value for money, he's a hell of a player, but he is not having a very good season no, so far. not so far he's not. And he had um, – uh, I heard an interview with him before the season started that said that this year he wanted to add goals to his game. Well, if you're inside the fucking six, you should probably you need to score. That's a prime time to add goals to your game. Yeah, no, so good for Watford, huh? No. Yeah, that's uh, it might start. I mean, I know it's early in the year, but that's something to start to be concerned about. You dig yourself a big enough of a hole that you can't get out of, and to boot, you're giving up a lot of goals in the process. It's one thing if you're losing a bunch of games one nothing. It's another thing when you're losing three nothing and three one, and you're giving up goals like crazy. Oh yeah, not and good at all. Normally a decent defensive team, but Ben Foster can't. Again, the old adage, right? The dam will eventually break under enough pressure. Yep. And I mean, he's making a boatload of saves. Yeah. And eventually, the fucking ball just finds the back of the net. What are you going to do? Right. Precisely. You know. Um. um Fat Drake was hurt. Uh-huh. So Andre Gray started, right? And Andre Gray got the goal. Yep, that's it. Okay, very good. That it's, that was very emphatic, very concise. You know, uh, concise. Sure, that just felt like you needed to shoothorn that one in there. Yep. Oh, you feel better about yourself? I took the time to write it. Okay. 
So the uh, blades uh, finally ran into like what we talked about. The blades. <laughs> finally ran into what we talked about, a team that's going to be fully ready for their full-blown charge in, in Lester. Oh, Lester yeah. goes, oh, okay, fine. Run at us. Be really aggressive. That's okay. You'll fuck up. We'll score. And that's exactly and that's what exactly they did. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of statistics, the game was pretty much dead even. Um, there was a few chances here or there to start the game off, but each keeper did well. Uh, but again... Jamie F. and Vardy. Yep. Uh, one of the um, Sheffield midfielders got caught in possession, much like Paul Pogba. Three touches later, back in the net. Back in the net. Not yep. a problem. And a rocket, too. What you worried about? Yeah. <laughs> Red Bull was just kicking in, man. <laughs> yes. What you worried about? Red Bull and lines <laughs> of coke. That man yeah. is ready to fucking play. <laughs> uh, and then I do want to give a quick mention to the Baldock McBurney combination, which made me smile. <laughs> Baldock. Uh, Baldock put in the cross for Sheffield United. Um, George Baldock, which makes it even funnier. And um, uh, I don't know McBurney's first name, but he doesn't need one because he's now <laughs> the McBurney. Premier League's version of McLovin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we do with. like a funny name here on this show. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Um, but, and you, you can't let it go without the lovely Harvey Barnes. That half volley. It was a great shot. Could have lit the net on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, much it. less put a hole in it. He cranked that thing. Yeah, fuck yeah, he did. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, early six-pointer for Southampton, perhaps? Yeah, but no one cares. It was a shit game. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, that's, I mean, those are two teams that are probably going to be somewhere between 16th and 18th. And yep. That's not a game you want to lose at home, Brighton. Uh, Brighton, you, that red card was absolutely terrible. Um, that was terrible. He could have broke the man's leg. Yeah. That was horrendous. Yeah. Went over top of the ball, raked his studs directly halfway up his leg, down his calf, uh, and then sat on his back. <laughs> Some, somebody uh, had the inner spirit of uh, Anthony Knockhart in him. Yeah. He ain't lying. Um, so that happened, uh, and then it took Southampton to the 55th minute, which was about 20, 25 minutes after the red, uh, to finally get the breakthrough. Another lovely strike uh, from Gineppo. Um And then uh, I lost my place. Nathan Redmond um, got a rare goal. Yeah, tidy little goal at the end. I mean, honestly, Southampton was giving Brighton every chance, a 10-man Brighton every chance to equalize that game. You know, yep. I, mean, I mean, it wasn't the most entertaining of games, but there were definitely chances. And yep. and and again, Southampton, you get somebody on a red. Let's put the foot on the throat and and put it away. You waited till stoppage time to get that second goal to get that insurance. Yep. And you know? uh, VAR uh, rightly ruled off a goal for Southampton. Yep. But they actually, quote unquote, took the lead. Also worrying for Southampton. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ten men. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how p- piss poor they are. Yeah, it's I, I I don't feel good about their future in the prem this season. To be very honest with you, no sir, no, not at all. And um, you know, Phil got their first win, so uh, Grealish isn't a twenty game loser anymore. Oh, so we're oh, okay. oh, you know what? Hold on, you know what? what? Since what? We're, we're finally talking about it, uh, well, we're done talking about it. Villa won, very good, oh, yay! Oh. Um, Wait a minute, I believe you're owed another shot of Malort, yeah. and yeah, I have somebody very special on the line. Oh, okay, who do who who's our special guest on the line? Hi, Taylor. Mel. <laughs> Taylor. Newman. I was just about to Taylor. say, this sounds a lot like Jerry and Newman. <laughs> Taylor, you have on your shelf a shiny brand new bottle. Never been opened. Now, when so did far. you first buy this bottle? Well, funny thing, Everton went down and put in a 
phenomenal performance at Craven Cottage uh, last year in April. Oh, I, I remember that one. That was right after yes. we kicked the shit out of Manchester United. You know what? That's right. And a few weeks after we uh, we uh, kept uh, Liverpool from winning the league, if that, I remember correctly as well. That's absolutely correct. We did keep Liverpool from winning the league. Let's remember the positives. Let's not mm. look at the negatives. That's right. However, as soon as I bought this bottle, thinking I was going to help my poor, my buddy Big Sam, who I've never met, uh, you know, and, and drink with him with all the misery we've had during that year. I we do went appreciate on it. A win, winning run, you know, we didn't lose a game. I know and you haven't had to open it. Until, that's right, until we played, I don't know, winless Aston frickin' Villa. Hey, it's mm. fine. I'm, uh, so, I'm kind of happy that the first time oh. you get to crack open that bottle is for a lo- loss to my team, no. Taylor. It, no. it, it, is, it is absolutely perfect. For Everton and the way they seem to play, that, that that's the bookend that represents this wonderful shot of liqueur I'm about to take. This is the most Everton Sam. thing Everton I can't could do. Stop yes. grinning. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, um, I had to listen to this game because I had something going on with work that I had to do. So I, know. I had to listen to it uh, in the car. And it didn't sound like there was much creativity in the Everton team at all. Um, 65% possession and just one shot on target. Yeah, it was, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I'll let you rant now. Uh, it was, it was very little creativity from the, uh, front four. Um, Richarlison looks tired, honestly, from playing over the summer. Uh, Bernard shows streaks, but. I'm having the mumps over the summer. Well, he also played in the Copa Americana too and scored the game. Anti-vaxxers. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, and then, uh. Uh, G- Gilfi has given us nothing in the first three matches, which has been very disappointing. And Calvin Lewin, uh, he's 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 starting to seem a lot like uh, Shank Tosun. He's doing everything right except for one thing: score goals. Scoring goals. He and looks a like he play for West Ham. And a striker's job is to score fucking goals. So, yeah. um, and Moisa Ken came in again, impressed at the end. Too little, too late. Um, I think he needs to play from the start. I I have a feeling he's going to start in the club, the uh, league club uh, match against uh, Lincoln City this thir- Wednesday. I believe he'll probably start that game. Yeah. Um. And then I imagine he's getting dangerously close to starting in the league. But we also don't want to rush that because we rushed JPEG. And guess what JPEG's doing now? Injury out for twelve weeks due to a, a quad tear. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So Damn. that, you know, so you don't want to necessarily rush people in. But no, of course not. I, you know, not to, to make it all about the team that lost. Credit to the team that won. I um, have one last point. Please. I didn't think it was going to be this early in the season, but it was just warmed my heart to see the <laughs> thing that I said was going to happen on deadline day during my transfer recap. Okay. Watching Theo Walcott and Alex Awobi fuck up for y'all instead of us yeah. in the 85th minute. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty terrible. Oh, so uh, good. Awobi actually had good minutes. He he didn't look bad, but uh but it, you had to pull Richarlison cuz he just isn't playing particularly well. So you put on Theo hoping that the speed will be something, but it was nothing as before and it was uh it, it was it was a tough pill to swallow, but on the positive, and we watched the game with our friend uh, Lindsay in uh, at Fado in Annapolis, and <clears throat> the this is a Lindsay and I had a fantastic time. Mm, hit the fucking mute button. Um, the <laughs> the one thing, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that, do you, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I was I, thinking the same thing, so you know whatever. Yep. See, see, kindred spirits, my good man, kindred spirits. The the thing that I would say about Villa was, is Villa played the game ugly. 
which is something Villa hasn't done in the first couple of matches. They tried to take the game to people. They tried to push the uh, tempo. And in this match, they went, okay, you know what? Maybe that's not necessarily working. Sometimes you got to play ugly football to win. And they did that. They executed that, and they won. So uh, hopefully for for Villa, that's a lesson to be learned, that it can't always be pretty attractive football. Sometimes you just need to do the ugly. And speaking of doing the ugly, Taylor, do you have your uh, glass uh, shot glass poured with uh, Malort? I actually have my bottle here because I'm going to put this on our Facebook page. I want to prove that this thing has been unopened. It is getting ready to be cracked open as we speak. So if you're ready. Fabulous. Very good. And Crack if, it. And if my family is ready, because I've got everybody standing at the doorway here just dying to watch <laughs> awesome. this. This is great. All right. So this is. You're setting a goes. great example for your sons, Taylor. Exactly. You know, anytime you can drink booze to, to drown pain, I'm teaching them life lessons, basically. <laughs> and I would like to show on the Facebook page, I actually put Mike Ashley on the bottle. <laughs> Fabulous. Brilliant. You'll see that later. I am pouring yes. a shot here. I can hear it. Man, I'm starting to second guess my life decisions. All right. So you if you want to do it on the count of three, you give it to me, Big Sam. Okay, well, uh, I'll give you the count of three in just a moment. But uh here is to uh our, our lovely club and um get fucking used to it. You're gonna have to do a bunch of these uh, this season because it's uh, what they like to do to hey, us. Up so. the fucking toffees. That's right. Three, two, one. Cheers. While they're doing this shot, I was reading on the back of the bottle. How's it taste, Taylor? I'm waiting for that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that is not as bad as I expected, but you know, just wait. I've, keep I've, coming tasted back. Some, I've tasted some bitter things in my life, but uh, it's the bile. It's the bile in the throat after the bitter, and it, sta- it, dude, gotcha. it stays with you for like five it, minutes. I think losing to producer it, it Mel there. makes it a little bit more uh, vile. Yeah. I'm reading the back well, that, of the yeah, bottle. It says, Jepson's Malort has the aroma and full-body flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter <laughs> taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. Is anyone else surprised to find out that it is actually made in Florida? Oh, and not in Chicago? Not in Chicago? No, it's bottled Jepson's Malort. The company is in Chicago, so it's produced and bottled for Jepson's Malort. But of course, nothing good comes out no, of Florida. No, Master Distiller's um, a meth head. Well, I will say, I, will say <laughs> the, uh, I know Jepson's just recently got bought by a uh, local distillery, like a craft distillery in uh, in Chicago, and I bet you it's probably because they want to make it in Chicago. Well, what's probably. the meth head that makes it now going to do? Uh, gonna... smoke, smoke meth, probably? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when in Florida, one should Florida, correct? <laughs> um, so, uh, Taylor, enjoy that aftertaste. It's going to hang with you for about the next 10 minutes or so, and, uh, and get ready for it, because there's going to be more of those in our future, my good man. I, I believe we they did prove that on Friday quite uh, adequately that uh, I'm going to be it's going to be a uh, big Taylor's Sam bottle of Belort here pretty soon unfortunately. Uh, the good the good news uh, we shall see. The good but news damn it, is I was, hoping it, I, I was hoping it wasn't against Villa. Well, producer anyway. producer Mel's going to keep losing, so she'll have to do more hey, than me before it's all said and done. That's all right. I'll save her. Well, I'll thank remember you guys. this moment. Absolutely. Thank you, Taylor, for calling in, man. Appreciate it. We'll <laughs> yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Hey, great. Have a great show. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, Taylor. Ah, uh, there we have it, boys and girls. That's Taylor brilliant. joining in to do the uh, shot of Malort with me, and I still got one more of those fuckers to do too. So. Yeah. Got that going for me. 
It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Um, couple losers didn't help, Sam. No, it did not help so good. Okay, so what we got to do is we got to continue to feed the the Sports Direct gigantic mug cup of losers. And I have put my bet in, and producer Mel does not want to take Sam's bet. I was saying good job to Taylor, because I'm at least a nice producer. Yeah. The losing bet goes into the Sports Direct oversized coffee mug. It's still funny. No, what's it called? Dort Spirex. There we go. (laughs) You know what? Right now, I guarantee you, because Alan's now moved on over to uh, Dublin, he's uh, left London, but I guarantee you last night in Dublin, I would like to speculate that Alan found one of these giant oversized cups and took a piss in it, Um, (laughs) because he was celebrating the big win. Or drank Buckfast out of it. Oh, yeah, he is going to Dublin. It is time to drink the Buckfast, that's for damn sure. Alan, bring us back some Buckfast. (laughs) He was uh, celebrating... His win over the spuds. <laughs> but you know what? With Buckfast. <laughs> you know what? We're we're feeding. We're feeding the cup of losers. Eventually so the gods will smile upon precisely. us. Precisely. And I think this is the week that we're gonna turn it around. But I will say, you know who's on a burner right now on a heater? Let me guess. Our degenerate gambling friend Pat, who is two for two, and let's see what he has to pick this week. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick it a week. Hope you like that, Pat. We made it just for you. Yeah, Uncle Vincenzo there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I produced something. <laughs> Look at Mel producing something. So here it comes from Pat. Um, alrighty, this week's Sunday primetime game is the Spurs and the Gunners. This should be a fun game to watch, but let's try to make some money on it too. Right now, the bookies have this as a pick 'em with Arsenal at uh, minus 135 and Tottenham at plus 105, which he doesn't like. But they since- have us as the favorites? Uh huh. But since they're up on the bookies, uh, he said, let's go ahead and do a little gambling, kids. So four out of the last 10 games, there have been uh, uh, there have been a draw in three out of those fours, and most of them have been 1-1 draws. So he's going to do a little parlay play. He's going to take the draw at plus 250 and the under, which is at three goals, at 115, minus 115. So he's not going to risk his whole bankroll. He's only going to risk $40 of it. But if he hits that bet, his 40 wins him 220. So that all is right. not bad at all. And uh, you, we had uh, one of your boys sneak in with one right at I the had, end, right? I had an emergency bet uh, when I woke up on Saturday morning from a boy Dom in London, uh, actually. And he had Timo Pukki to score at any time, uh, which hit. And I could not go back and access those odds at the time. Okay, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and let him pick one this week because yeah, of that? Yeah, because he won. Okay, very so good. So we're going to let him keep going uh, for the time being. And there, he actually won two more bets that day that he told me about. So he actually made money uh, the other day. Boy's on fire. Yeah, I know. He's killing it, too. Uh, So he took the West Ham v. Norwich match. Uh, Both teams to score at minus 235, which after their start to the season almost guarantees this is a nil-nil draw. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Just want to let everybody know, we got a whole bunch of picks this week, and don't want you to be discouraged if we didn't pick yours. Um, We're just going to kind of 
pick different people each week. Yeah, and, keep sending them in yeah, and make we, them fun. Yes, definitely make them fun. Make them entertaining. And uh, we'll uh, and also please pick one game. Don't pick a whole bunch of games because I got to be able to read the email real quick. You know, so yep. we don't want this to turn into last season's prediction time, which took Four two hours and thirty seven yeah. seconds to do. So this week we've got our new selection of the week is from DU member and uh, delusional uh, person. Um, I'm sorry, I mean Liverpool supporter, our boy Josh. So Josh says, uh, good afternoon, gents and villainista. First off, here's to hoping... Good afternoon, Josh. Here's to hoping that your Malort shots shots taste less like Mike Ashley in a bottle and more like being Jack Grealish's slump buster and Liverpool's (laughs) annual ass-whooping, respectively. Yes, they did taste like that. Uh, so once you've gotten over... All the, of the things. Yes. So once you've gotten over the weekend... Uh, once you've gotten over the taste of this weekend's failures and producer Mel laughing at Everton's ineptitude, I propose that you mull over the following bet for this week. Norwich at West Ham is plus 275 for a Norwich win, and he assumes that the people's champ, Timu Puki, will continue his hot streak. All right. And then he made up a prop bet, which this is why he got in, because this was pretty damn funny. So he's got a prop bet for the Burnley-Liverpool match of uh, (laughs) plus $5,500 for Ashley Barnes trying to kiss Virgil Van Tyke, only to have Van Dyke uh, pull out a stone-cold stunner on him, (laughs) then shotgun an entire Heineken, and then score a towering header. Um, which a I found that very- stunner, like from WWE, like <laughs> yes, <old school. laughs> yes, precisely, and then then catch the the Heineken, shotgun it, and then score a header, just now, like just like Stone Cold would do. Yeah, now you know Stone Cold's got a new show. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I do, but I'm gonna finish reading All the right, email. Let's not get out of it's here. Pretty good show. Uh, uh, that's, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Um, he said, uh, "Have a good show this week, boys, and start stretching for Tuesday. We have a uh, relegation great escape to pull off and up the Reds." Copites or gobshites. I mean, he said, you'll never walk alone, Josh. So, <laughs> Cheers, that, Josh. So that being said, Sammy, what's your pick for the week? So I have a fun one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Anthony Martial to score any time in Southampton v. Manchester United at plus 210. Okay. So just Anthony Martial to score. Very good. At any I, point in the game. I got to tell you, there is no way I'm losing this week. In fact, I am going to <laughs> deem this Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Okay? So, sorry, Brad. This is at Palace's expense. Villa, fresh off their first victory, will go into Selhurst Park and beat Crystal Palace, a team that loves to do two things. Oh, yeah. Shit the bet at home and shit the bet after a big win. So I'm going to take Villa to win for plus 240. Now, Sam, if we gave you this, that, my friend, would be enough. But no, I give you Kitty the Chicken. Is it growing on you yet? The sad part is, no, not growing, just getting used to it. All right, so I went up to visit Kitty to have her pick Bournemouth away to Leicester City. Leicester City. There you go, Leicester. Very well said. Leicester City, sorry. Now, Kitty wasn't there. I'm kind of getting used to that at this point. Gertrude informed me that she was out on a date. You want to guess who she was on a date with? Who? Jamie effing Vardy. <laughs> of course she Jamie was. Jamie Vardy got himself a chicken head. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> That's terrible. Brilliant. I'm just yes. going to ignore that completely. <laughs> so apparently, Vardy, being a gentleman, had picked her up and taken her to a concert, and she was crooned by none other than noted Lester fan, Engelbert Humperdinck. 
Oh, the legendary 80-year-old crooner. So clearly, Kitty has ties to the foxes and think they will beat the cherries this weekend. I have one question. Yeah. Kitty uh, being treated like a lady by Jamie Vardy, does that mean he put the coke on her breast instead of her ass? So, probably, probably. Right. I mean, I, I guarantee you, <laughs> it was only the finest of vodka and Red Bull that the two of them were drinking, and I guarantee you, it was because Tito's, drink Tito's. Because, uh, because because he's a yeah yeah because you sell it drink Tito's, but, but also because she's a chicken. I'm sure he probably like took her to cockfights, even though she's a female, to go fuck <laughs> shit up. And he probably gave her a little pep talk beforehand. So that's right. Uh, Kitty is getting out in the world. That's for damn sure. Well, you know. If that happened, I could see Jamie Vardy, if she started to lose, jump in, and Ozzy Osbourne, the other chicken. Here's what like I can say. off. <laughs> I'm fairly certain he got laid. And <laughs> thank you. As always, <laughs> like as eggs, always, Sam. as yes, always, <laughs> as always, gamble legally and responsibly. This time, I was the only one that cared to show up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had kind of a busy week this past week with, yeah. uh, with the old job. Well, good. I won't be there tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. That's good. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we won. Holy shit. We, we won a game. We fucking won a game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, against better opposition, and we only had one sub, but we played it perfectly. Uh, scored. They scored first, but we held it together, didn't go 2-3 behind like we normally do. Um, came back, had it tied 1-1, and then 2-1 um, by halftime. And then both of us, we tied second half 1-1. So 3-2 to two us. Uh, it was a, a damn good game, to be honest with you. I mean, we had stretches where we were holding on, uh, but we frustrated the hell out of them. We burnley this team, and they started fighting amongst themselves. They did everything. Josh scored it's, from midfield. It's classic. <laughs> that's classic for that team to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, they, we've, we've had a cold streak on them recently, but there was plenty of times where we really – took it to them oh, where yeah. we would just sit back counterattack, score and then by the second half they're just screaming at each other not even worrying about the game yep um josh scored from midfield right after they did uh they're they didn't have their normal goalkeeper say mm. that uh they had one of their defenders playing a goal i mean he did a serviceable job but he he came up to like congratulate the goal scorer and josh just lofted it from midfield off the kickoff <laughs> smart man yeah it was great Good very game. Good. Very good. And then, uh, yeah, we played them again next week because there's only six teams in our league and we're the bottom two teams. So, oh, yay, for the third time this season, we get to play the same team. That's yeah. always fun. Wonderful. So uh, that about wraps it up. Sammy, do we, uh, you got any parting words? I do. Uh, not really mine, though. A um, okay. couple of questions. A little came correspondence. In. Nice. Yeah, a little, uh, couple of emails, a couple of DMs um, that I didn't want to gum the show up with. So we'll do them now. Oh, perfect. Uh, so Russ got in touch with a, a few questions. Uh, asked me, uh, first and foremost, does Spurs' loss ease the pain of Arsenal's? Uh, and my response was, absolutely fucking lutely <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, And then a couple of Manchester United-related questions, um, which I resisted the urge to put in to that section of the right. show. Right, right. Um, who takes the penalties now that Rashford missed his? That was right after Ole said Rashford's taking him. He's the penalty taker, yeah. Uh, I assume it's going to be Rashford, because if you let Pogba walk up and take it, then you know it's Pogba just decided Pogba's taking the fucking penalties. Right, and you crush Rashford's confidence, I think. Which you can't do. You can't you gotta do let, that. You gotta, yeah. let the, you gotta let him work it out. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, well, there you go. He, he, hit, a good, he hit a good penalty. Oh, he just put it off hit the bar. The, the inside of the post, yeah. yeah I mean, and he, it, it was, he put it in the right spot. It was an inch the wrong way. I mean, yep. I, it's... 
it's really hard to beat on him for that one. There are going to be penalties that go that way at, at times. It's just how it's going to go. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, so there you go. Uh, he also asked, will Manchester United finish in the top four? No. No. No, they won't. Uh, we agree on that. Um, my buddy uh, Everett, who keeps calling me each week and leaving me uh, voicemails, he he um, <laughs> he calls him now OGS for Ole. And he's like OGS had you know they they've decided they're gonna spend a little more time after each practice and practicing you know, pens, pa- practicing <laughs> pens, and everything's gonna work out. And you and you've you've met Everett. I don't think no, you haven't met Everett yet. Um, I did. I think okay. he subbed in for DU yeah. once long, long time no, no, ago. No, 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 different. Guy. So this oh, Everett right. is Everett is uh, is a smooth talker. And he's just like, yeah, don't worry about it. OGS, talk to the boys. The boys have got this shit on lockdown. We're going to be all right. We're going to be top four. So, uh, and it shows. Uh, no, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen at all. That was sarcasm. Yes, it was. Um, the last question from him. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. He had two more. Uh, will VAR ever help a Manchester team? No. No. No, I never will. Uh, me either. I think uh, the league wants It'll help to st- his team, Liverpool. I think the, t- the, the league... Wants the story of Liverpool winning the title. Yeah. So, I, I think VAR is going to go against them from time to time. Oh yeah, uh, both absolutely. Manchester clubs, but City especially. Actually. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, uh, who do you think is the first manager gone after these first three games? Oh, fuck. I know. Um, I've got a couple. I mean, I hate to say Ole's on the hot seat, but Ole's on the hot seat. I would agree. Uh, I don't. I think they're going to give him more time, but I I would agree that he's going to have still, some pressure. I because Watford goes through so many managers. I don't remember who the fuck. Javi Garcia. I wrote I, it down this I, week. I think it's because <laughs> I, I always forget his fucking name. I I think he's in big time trouble. Because there's um, the thing. Just insert per, new person. If it wasn't for if if Palace would have gotten worked by United and then turned around and lost to Villa, I would have said Hodgson, but Roy Hodgson. But I I, I think he's okay. Yeah, after that win at United, yeah. I think he'll be fine now. Yeah, because he was my original idea. A lot of the uh, other, a lot question. of the other refs. I mean, not refs. A lot of the other coaches are are newer coaches, so I don't see. I, I see those guys getting a season to hang themselves. Like, yeah, I don't see, or like, at least till Christmas. I, I don't. See, I mean, unless I mean, unless like somebody like Southampton loses like ten in a row, I don't see. You know. House and Hoodle getting going. getting fired. I just right. I don't see it. You know, yeah. there, uh, you you went after that guy specifically because of what he did with a smaller, younger club in in uh, Red Bull Leipzig. So you you would imagine that he's going to get as much rope to hang himself as humanly possible. Yeah, I would. Agree it would with have that. to be like ten straight losses. You know, yep. same thing in the situation of Brighton with like Graham Potter. Like he's a brand new coach. He is going to have to completely shit the bed mm-hmm. to get fired. So I don't. Who who else do you think could get fired? Uh, I mean. Chelsea likes to go through managers, but I think this just the situation surrounding the club. I don't think they're going to let and who it is. Right, I think they're going to give him more time. Yeah, um, I you always got to worry about Steve Bruce, but I think he bought himself at least two months. Yeah, with this win, um, and and that's that would be probably my top three. Would probably be yeah. Roy Hodge. Well, again, he bought himself some more time, but yeah. it would be Javi Garcia. Um, Roy Hodgson and Steve Bruce would be my big ones. I put Ole up there just because this thing could blow up in a hurry. I think they're still paying Mourinho and Van Gaal though. Yeah, and uh, David Moyes didn't he sign like a seven year contract? Yeah, or Moyes did sign a big, yeah. big contract. With so him. I don't, you know, I they've already got four managers on the books. It's Watford. So. It's if if Watford doesn't get a win here in the next couple two, two three, three matches, yeah, I think they could. He's he's yeah. gone, he'll be gone and gone early. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, also, wanted to thank uh, our boys, our Manchester United uh, 
uh, friend Ray and our Manchester City friend Ethan for getting in touch with me during the games and um, uh, and shooting the shit, uh, especially going on VAR. It was a lot of fun. Yep. I'm just talking crap with them. And um, until next week, guys, for me. Oh, wait. We still have one more Oh, yeah. Shot. I forgot about that. Oh, Number four. This I was, didn't remember. I've been keeping track. This, by the way, was a preseason bet that Sam made uh, over the... Uh, very confidently, too. Very confidently over the summer when uh, during our Aston Villa summer session... Uh, which remains our number one show over the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Lindsay and I, the villainistas, we bring all the uh, listeners to the, I don't know where I was going. To here, the party, here, bring here. all the milkshake. Yeah, something like Boys that. bring the milkshake to the yard. What know. is it? Just fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the fucking mute button. Ah, come on, so I'll just take your last come shot. Come on, take your last <laughs> shot. Okay, well, um, to, uh, I, I know that, uh, uh, Tim Olson and Tim Stewart have been working very hard in the lovely country slash continent of Australia. And there's a bunch of new people from Australia that have been checking out our page. And hopefully tonight you checked out the show. So with that being said, understand that uh, what I'm about to do is the world's worst alcohol. Um, Malort, it is if earwax threw up, or we like to also call it Mike Ashley in a bottle. So this shot is for you, boys. Cheers. Just putting the malort down under. (laughs) 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 And that's a great way to fucking have me wrap up a show. Um, (laughs) All the color just left your face. (laughs) Yeah, that was shot number four. So uh, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, Just to let you know, a little programming note. Um, Next week, producer Mel is going to be on some much-needed R&R in Chicago, the birthplace of malort, to... um, hang out with her uncle and so she won't be here on monday so our buddy russ the swiss army knife of the drunkard united football (laughs) show is going to be in to produce the show for uh for mel but uh, mel's ultimately going to do all the final edits and everything so won't be up until wednesday morning i know we're normally up on tuesdays but next week it'll be up on wednesday but we still vow to get you a show and uh finally just want to say to everybody, love the banter on all the social medias. If it's the Facebook private group, if it's Twitter, if it's if it's Instagram, everywhere you guys are chatting with us. It's we a love lot of it. Fun. Seeing yeah. seeing people's drinks drink lineups before uh, games is fantastic. Uh, hashtag day drinking. Hashtag quick fat. You know, just uh, yeah. Keep keep having fun with it. That is, you know, that's what this is all about, guys. It's it's the people's podcast, despite yeah. whatever Sam Graham wants to that- say. So. <laughs> Um, we, we, we love having you guys around, and uh, this has been a fun ride, and we want to make sure you keep uh, joining us for it and be interactive because that's what this whole show is fucking about, you know? So, 100%. All righty. Well, uh, till next every, uh, till next week, everybody. That shot of the Lord fucking got me. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. You didn't expect me to sound this sexy, did you? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, well, hey, you know what? I'm just glad it's 45 minutes, uh, you know, for for y'all to get to me. Versus <laughs> if uh, Arsenal had won, it might be three or four hours. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Yep. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. 